This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. You should stop everything you're doing right now and go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast if you like what you're listening to. Yeah. Or you should go to... And or. And or. Go don't to, have to make a decision. You don't. Go to <laughs> iTunes and give us all the stars and then give us the donation. Whatever you want. Whatever I order feels order. right to you. You can say mean things about me in iTunes. Just give us five stars. <laughs> I'll read it. I'll retweet it. My mom will ask me why I retweet mean things about me. And I say, it's very funny. <laughs> I like that you have family that reads your Twitter. <laughs> my family, listen, my mom listens to every one of these episodes. My mom then, doesn't know I have a podcast. Does she know what you do for a living? No. <laughs> <laughs> what does she think you do? I have no idea. We don't talk about it. Uh, uh, anyway, hope you had a good week. I did. Um, I went to a Cubs game last night. Look at you. Um, we The Cubs recently picked up, uh, have you heard of Daniel Murphy? I have now. Because <laughs> of me? Because of you. Uh, we picked him up, I think, from the Nationals. Anyway, he's a big homophobe. So I had the uh, privilege to sit in the second row, like behind first base. I actually was behind the owner of the Reds. Nice. And I kept asking him, like, do you know that guy? Or like, <laughs> if you said so, could you just like make them leave? Could you just be like, guys, leave. You're done. You're off the team. He said no. But <laughs> I think he's being modest. Anyway, so I wore... Now, see, when the Cubs won the World Series, they uh-huh. also had a closer... Who was who a domestic was, abuser. Yeah. We didn't like him either. So. Um, no. I haven't seen much local press about the uh, Murphy and his comments. Just, just from me? Well, it was a few years ago, and now, you know... <laughs> I don't know if he's enlightened. You know, suddenly. well, you know when um, homophobes make friends with one gay pe- person, and they're like, "Oh, this one's one of the good gays." Uh-huh. He's friends with Billy Bean of Moneyball fame. Mm. Um, anyway, so anyway, I booed him a lot, and I wore a pride <laughs> shirt. Um, I felt really good about my contribution. Apparently, according to my dad, I can be seen on TV before the last pitch of the inning. <laughs> Guys, I kind of want to see you behind, like. I know he's at first, you were at first, but like just behind the batter, like boo. <laughs> like with, fuck you. With a he pride a, shirt. He had a really good game too. So he kept ending up on first. And at one point there's a pitcher change. So there was like five <laughs> minutes of this guy just standing there. I'm like, I can't think of anything funny to yell at him. And my husband kept leaning over and just, and just kept saying like, just tell him to stop being an asshole. I was like, I don't think that's going to hit home. I don't think he's going to get why I hate him. Me and this guy in front of me right here yeah. thinks you're an asshole. This fucking guy. <laughs> He owns this whole, I think, anyway, um, <laughs> it was a fun game. It was my brother's girlfriend's first game, so Aww. we made her drink beer and have nachos, and she $15, put ketchup. $15,000 later. Right. She put ketchup on her hot dog, which is what? fine. Also, she had a frozen margarita. She was really living it up. <laughs> anyway, sorry that went nice. on longer. It was a really fun good. night. That's awesome. It's been a shitty few months, so <laughs> I had a highlight for the first time. Uh, let's let's start this one. Let's talk about Duncan Hunter, who is the representative in Congress from California who just got indicted uh, for campaign violations. And there's a reason I want to talk about him. Rachel Maddow actually said on her show he's the luckiest man in Congress because he got indicted the same day Manafort was found guilty and Cohen oh, was found guilty. really? So what did Duncan Hunter do? He basically, this has been years running, but he finally got the verdict that he's guilty. He, uh, basically, him and his wife have been taking campaign donations for years and using them for whatever the hell they want. Send my kids to private school? Sure. Uh, Let's buy some clothes. Let's get some food, dinner, whatever. They just spend it on whatever they want. You can't do that. Sure. And when you have to tell the government, this is where I spent my campaign money, Uh uh, they lied about it. (gasps) So that's basically the fraud part of it. Uh The question now is, Willie, you can't be taken off the ballot because of rules. But why is he running again? He he says he's going to run again and be reelected. It's like, "Mm, you 
no one in your party really has any standing moral standing to tell you to quit, but Wait. you should quit. Oh, he's a Republican? Surprise. Oh, my. No, I, well, when he said oh, yeah. California, I was assuming I know. He's Democrat. One of, he's one of the handful of California Republicans. Oh, but anyway, interesante. What I found interesting, uh, the 48-page or so indictment actually listed uh, very specifically, because they had to show this in court, they listed what he did, what he said he did with the money, Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff in detail. And some of the stuff that I found interesting is that he uh, constantly referred to to church and Christianity as excuses for why it was okay. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. At one time, his wife spent 25 bucks at a, at a Walgreens type of place, uh, uh, Vons, to get medication. Okay. But she was using campaign money to do that. And to con- I'm quoting here, to conceal and disguise the illegal transaction, she falsely told the treasurer of the campaign uh-huh. that she, quote, bought Target gift card donation to church family. Another time. Duncan, I mean, really, if you're going to donate to a church family, 25 bucks, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Another time, Duncan Hunter spent about 200 bucks going golfing with a buddy or two. Mm-hmm. To conceal and disguise his illegal activity, he misled his chief of staff by describing his regular golf outing with the individual as, quote, a Christian thing. <laughs> with a supporter. Just, we were doing a Jesus Wait, so thing. he's lying to his own team, he's too. Lying, well, he's lying to the government, uh-huh. specifically. And the thing is, like... I think, if I have this right, I didn't uh, catch this part. I think the people, like the treasurer of his campaign, his campaign people are like, dude, what the hell? You can't be doing this. Uh-huh. Oh, so and they were trying to curb him, and he was like, uh-huh. Yeah, it was a Christian thing. Just write that yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, basically. Another time, he spent $3,500 to pay the family's tuition bill at Christian Unified Schools. It's a Christian thing. And to conceal and disguise these illegal payments, the Hunters provided a number of conflicting explanations, including that the payments were charitable contributions. Oh. So we were given a charity. We but were it was donating to the school, Christian and school. in exchange, they're letting our kids go there. Right. And another time, they also donated uh, paid tuition to the school district, and they said it was donations for a local organization fundraiser. So I mean, just they these are people who cool. kind of and get this guy's the, like, I'm defo gonna win again. <laughs> yeah, he gets all the benefits of saying I'm a conservative Christian, mm-hmm. even if it's not like front and center on his website or anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Christianity is kind of the cover-up they're using in some cases. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the cause of what they were spending money on, and then they lied about that, too. That's... <laughs> like, man. I mean, impressive, if Thou I'm being honest. Thou shalt not steal my ass. All right. Hey, so, yeah, yeah. And by the way, the one, one of the reasons I even knew of this guy outside of kind of whatever... Uh, this scandal mm-hmm. is because several years ago there was this big cross in California on government property. It, it's referred to as the Mount Soledad Cross, mm-hmm. giant cross that was later Your christened. Spanish accent is thank like you later <laughs> later christened like a war memorial, even uh-huh. though it's just totally across from the <laughs> beginning. But he's the reason. Uh, th- this was a lawsuit that went on forever uh-huh. trying to get this thing off of government property. Eventually, he he. Uh, passed legislation, re- sponsored the legislation to declare that little bit of space a uh, private property. Sure. And everything around it's basically public, Jesus which Christ. allowed it to stay in place, which he got a lot of leverage out of because he could tell the Christians, like, look what I did. I saved your cross. God, it's so impressive what they're willing to fuck with Man. to get their shit to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so that cool. guy did I, a thing. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Party <laughs> of God. Yeah. Um, I've got a thing. Please. Speaking of people spending money uh, unscrupulously, 
So apparently the Catholic Church, so last week we did a whole thing about the Catholic Church. A lot of people skipped it, and I don't blame them. It was <laughs> rough going. Yeah. Um, so I would not say this is worse, but this is in, in kind to the other badness. Um, they've apparently spent about $2 million on major New York lobbying firms to block child sex law reform. So, so we're talking like expanding a statute of limitations on some of, to to bring yeah these exactly to so so they're trying to um trying to change statutes of limitations and timelines for commencing certain civil actions related to sex offenses um so it also there are also some things related to um, school funding and investment tax credits for parochial parochial schools yep. I skipped it because I didn't think I could say it <laughs> then I was like it doesn't make sense if I don't say it parochial and, and now they're fighting against that sort of thing yeah they're say. fighting against that so the confer- the Catholic conference spent more than 2.1 million dollars lobbying from 2007 through the end of 2015 um so they they to um, make it harder for victims to get justice. Yeah, so they literally lobbied a, against an act called the Child Victims Act. <laughs> That's so that sounds about right. PR is really just great for the Catholic <laughs> Church right now. So if they stopped in 2015, I'm wondering what they're doing now. Well, the Catholic know? Church, uh, the Catholic Conference got disbanded. Oh well, <laughs> so they're not doing anything. Good but who knows what else <laughs> now, is happening. Now, a couple of states, this is one interesting thing since the Pennsylvania revelations, is that now a lot of attorneys general in different states are like, well, in Pennsylvania, the government basically said, we're doing this grand jury thing. We want access to your secret records. And mm. to their credit, I say that very loosely, the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania said, yep, here's everything we've got. Uh-huh. Uh, you can have access to it. We don't want to play this game. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And in other states, including Illinois, and I believe Missouri, at least, uh, the attorneys general are like, yeah, we're, we're looking into that. We want to see if we could do that. And in Illinois, at least, uh, they've met with really? their meeting with the, the Catholic leaders in our state to say, you know, we want to go through, we want to look at the same sorts of material. And basically, can you imagine if the thing we saw in Pennsylvania, the document, we kind of talked about this before, what if you saw that in every state? Think of what that would show. Now they're actually trying to pursue that in some states because, like, let's get this out in the open. That's That's good in some ways because at least we all know what we're facing. Right. And yes, it'll be traumatizing and over and over and over. Right. But you want uh, better that yeah, than keeping it. Sunlight's secret. the best disinfection yeah. and all that. Um, how long was the Pennsylvania one like from oh, from man. beginning to end? Uh, like, was it a like year's the documentation long? or the process? The itself? process of I releasing think it. Was it was it? a couple of years. Okay. Uh, from beginning to end. Okay. So even if we teed this off in Illinois, you, know, you got a while. Okay. And that's in any state, but yeah. at least. The pressure is there. And again, if you're the Catholic Church, what are you going to do? Say, no, I don't want you to look at this. Yeah. That's going to look bad on you, too. So your your best thing is to throw those mm-hmm. abusive priests under the bus and say, here, public. Yeah. Here's what we did. Here's who covered it up. And we're showing you this as a way of sh- telling you we don't do kind this anymore. Atoning, too, and saying, like, look, this all happened in the past, and it hasn't happened recently because we've taken these steps. At least I think that's their game plan if they're playing along with the governments, saying, like, look, we don't do this anymore, but here's what we did in the past, and it was bad, but we're not that anymore. We stopped it in, like, mid-2016. It's no big deal. Like, I'd I'd be very, very curious to see if that came out in Illinois because the area I grew up with was really Catholic, so that would be... Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. Um, I want to talk about this 
a lady in Florida, and you know that story is always going to start well. Florida woman, her name is Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera. She is running for Congress from the district that includes Miami. Okay. And she has not won the primary yet, but Florida's primaries are coming up, I believe, next week. So it's time for newspapers to make endorsements for primaries if they want to. Right. And the Miami Herald gave her the GOP endorsement. And that's weird for a couple of reasons. One is there's like three Republicans running for this seat. She's number three by a long shot in terms of polling, in terms of name recognition, whatever. She's like the low end of that totem pole, uh-huh. probably not going to win. So it's kind of weird that they would even consider her as like, nope, she's the one you want to vote for. Sure. But that's not out of the question. They're a newspaper. That's kind of what they're supposed to do. Tell you who the best candidate is, right. not who the most popular most, yeah. one is. Fine. Or who's most likely to win. Now, they also said the two other candidates refused to talk to us, so we're giving it to her because she talked to us. Oh. All right, fine. <laughs> if they don't want to play okay. the game, they don't earn the newspaper's endorsement. the lead there. <laughs> that too. No, I didn't bury the lead because here's the lead. The reason anyone's heard of this woman at all uh-huh is because a few years ago, she said on television that when she was seven, she went on board a spaceship staffed by aliens and has been communicating with the aliens telepathically ever since. I was so wrong about what the lead was. (laughs) I should trust you in your storytelling abilities. That is the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life. She's 59, which means this has been going on for five decades plus. And basically she said she went up in the spaceship. She... she, uh, I went in. There were some round seats that were there and some quartz rocks that controlled the ship. Not like airplanes. Like, whatever. You're weird. But here's what the Miami Herald said in their endorsement, because they did acknowledge that she holds these views. Sure. I'm going to read this to you. We realize that Rodriguez Aguilera is an unusual candidate. Last (laughs) year, she told the Miami Herald and several Spanish-language media outlets that she believes in extraterrestrials. She says, blah, blah, blah. When she was seven, this all happened. There you have it. Uh This is a non-issue, she told the board of the Miami Herald. We agree. Her bona fides as a former elected official, locally, and now a businesswoman who spends time in other countries training women to run for office are solid. She is a strong candidate in the race with plausible conservative ideas. Blah, blah, blah. They give her the GOP endorsement. But this idea that she said this is a non-issue, and they're just like, yeah, we agree. No, no, you don't just get to write off crazy like well, that. Well, haven't. Um, people say that, like, God talked to them. I know. And they should and also. And like, cool. And you know what? Every time, every time these newspapers are, like, either glossing over that or treating it like it's not a big deal, that's wrong, too. This is a special, like, this is one of those things that even the religious people could look at this and be like, oh, she crazy. <laughs> Yeah. But the newspaper's like, yep. Look, why do you endorse a person for Congress even if they're, you know, even if the newspaper has a political bent? You know, why would they have to endorse a GOP and a Democrat? But they're basically saying she has these good conservative ideas. Fine. So for Republicans, she would make sense. However, you're you're giving an endorsement saying this is someone <laughs> whose judgment you should be able to trust. <laughs> And she's giving all the reasons in the world why her judgment is screwed up. And they're just like, whatever. I've circled around on her. I'm, I'm pro her. I'm, yeah. I'm into this situation. What's her last name? Aguilera? Yeah. Aguilera for Congress. Maybe we need somebody to shake it up in there. I, no, it's, it's been shaken. It's we don't least, need more shake. It's the least bonkers thing I've heard out of a congressional candidate okay. in quite some time. This is fair. She would be one of the less crazy Republicans that are currently in Congress yeah. if she is elected. 
But I'm, I, I'm going canvassing for my her. My only hope is That's that these, these two Republicans who said we're not talking to the Miami Herald, dude, they were right. No wonder they're willing to give an endorsement to anybody. No wonder these guys are like, you know what? Screw it. You, we don't need to talk to you because your yeah, endorsement I guess, means nothing. Yeah, I guess the <laughs> Miami... Miami Herald. It's Herald. not a small oh, paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, Miami Herald. They Dave did Barry have the, writes for them. I mean, They this, did have the option to just not endorse yes. anybody. <laughs> yes, they could have said, look, only one of them was willing to talk to us, and she's insane, so we're not giving the endorsement to anybody. Vote for whoever or, the hell you want or don't. Or they she's could the say sanest that. of all of us. <laughs> now I'm coming down on pro this woman. I'm I'm into her. <sighs> Sounds like she has good bona fides. <laughs> right, Dolly? <laughs> All right. So that happened. That election, I believe, is on Tuesday. I'll be and, tuning in. Yep. Spaceship lady could be on the ballot. I'm fucking down for this <laughs> whole thing. Um, speaking of yes. elections. Yes. Yeah, let's do election stuff. Sure. Um, kind of, not kind of, very good news. Um, a woman named uh, Christine Halquist. She became the first openly trans person to win a major party nomination for statewide office, which she's on the ballot for governor. So in, uh, in Vermont. In Vermont. So she's a Democratic nominee for Vermont. Um, she's going to in, uh, face incumbent Pil- <laughs> Phil Scott, which I tried to put parentheses R, but it just did the, the registered trademarks. So <laughs> Phil Scott <laughs> registered. He's owned um, by the lobbyists. Phil Scott Parker. Did I read that wrong? I did. Vermont hates you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if she's a stuff. Democrat in Vermont, she should have a fighting chance, Yeah. Right? Um, uh, Anise Parker, who's the president and CEO of LGBTQ Victory Fund, um, says that her win is a defining moment in the movement for trans equality, which is very exciting. Also, um, in, like I, I've, I'd never heard of Christine uh, Halquist before, but she apparently used to run the Vermont Electric Cooperative. She didn't transition until tw- 2015, so relatively recently. And her her dead name, her name before she transitioned is David, and she she's now Christine David Halquist. So okay. she like retained that name, I think, for like recognition's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, her and then there's a documentary about her. Um, it was uh, documented in Denial, which is made by her son Derek. It was me- it was originally meant to be a documentary about the Vermont Electric Company dealing with climate change, but then this other uh. interesting thing happened that his mom started transitioning, um, so it kind of became um, more about it's a better that. documentary. So, yeah, <laughs> it it's super. Like. Hey, Dottie, please donate that. <laughs> I made some really good vodka sauce, and I had it for lunch. And now Dottie wants. And to now Dottie is shwasted. <laughs> it is. I'm just going to go ahead and close the... Um, sure, you do what you need to do. Yeah, okay, you do That's the next awesome. thing. That's good. That's yeah, it diversity. is. It's good news. I don't even have to ask you what political party she represents at this point. Well, do I? mostly because I already said Democrat. Oh, did you? All right, that's true. So, yeah, uh, that's awesome. I want to talk about this thing that happened in Hawaii. Uh, because midterms are coming up, and... Oh, are they? I hadn't they heard are, about them. I know. And so... Like every state, Hawaii's government officials basically wanted to remind everybody uh, how the rules work. So uh, a few weeks ago, I believe, no, in July, before their primaries occurred, the attorney general, that his department, mm-hmm. sent a letter or posted it on their website. And this was directed to all nonprofit groups. Okay. And basically what they said is, hey, I know elections are coming up, the primaries now, the midterms later. Uh-huh. I just want to remind you what the rules are. You cannot endorse candidates, uh-huh. you know. And here's what they said specifically. None of this should be news to anybody. 
uh, you can't endorse candidates. They also said you can't uh, publish or distribute statements for them. You can't make contributions from your organization to political campaign funds. Uh-huh. Uh, they also said, by the way, there are plenty of things you can do. Uh, you can, as individuals, right. you can do whatever you want to, as long as you are, if you're the president of a nonprofit group or a pastor at a church, you're welcome to say on Facebook, you know, I want you to vote for this person. I'm sure. speaking just as myself, right. not as behalf of this organization I run. That's all well and good, they said. Uh, they also said you can advocate for issues. If you're anti-gay, you are free to say, you know, vote because this issue means something to us. Mm-hmm. Again, what are they doing just reiterating the rules for everybody? I bet everyone was like, cool, that's been the rules, and we're going to just <laughs> nod and move on with our day. So the right-wing conservative group Alliance Defending Freedom, Uh-oh. which has defended all the religious right people, mm-hmm. I believe they defended Jack Phillips, the Christian baker from Colorado, they sent a letter back to the attorney general basically saying, you went too far. Stop it. No. They, they use those words? <laughs> no, that's in my words. Uh-oh. They said... What they were complaining about, uh, here's what they literally said. The fact that he released guidance on a law that he has no authority or ability to enforce, because it's federal law, makes it clear that the, quote, guidance was nothing more than a tactic to intimidate houses of worship from speaking during this election season. You're trying to silence pastors. What? That's their response to his letter. By the way, the only time he mentioned churches at all in the letter is to say, hey, nonprofits, and that includes <laughs> churches yeah. and other organizations. It sounds like an attack to that's me. It. Yeah. They're basically saying that's Christian persecution for you to remind us of how the game is played. Jeez Louise. <laughs> and my, my favorite part about the whole letter is this. Uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom said this in their angry press release like Uh it's also worth noting that religious leaders do not surrender their first amendment freedoms when they enter the ministry acting individually acting individually they enjoy the same right to speak as any other citizen yeah what did the attorney general say literally exactly that yeah the law does not restrict the free expression of opinions by individuals or leaders who are expressed with uh, associated with charitable organizations, blah, 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 as long as they clearly indicate that their comments do not represent the views of the organization. Sounds like somebody went too far. Yeah. So what the hell are they complaining about? Like, this is just... When you are an entire organization dedicating, dedicated to fighting Christian persecution, Yeah. and Christian persecution in the U.S. does not exist, you gotta make shit up. Right. And this is a perfect example. And they're so desperate to be persecuted. Oh my God, yes. That's all they live for. I mean, if they said there was a coin flip somewhere, they would find a reason to say this is an anti-Christian coin flip. That's how they work. <laughs> so again, funny. just reading the rules. That's what they're claiming is anti-Christian. That's I'm not surprised, wild. but it should be it should make everyone go like, what the hell are you talking about? What are they talking about? Ugh. Yikes. It's, so wait, did he respond? Is that the end of the story? Um, I have not seen a response from the attorney general. I think the only response is gonna be like, No, we didn't do anything wrong. Like just listen to our letter. Yeah. Um but yeah. They don't want to get in a shouting match with the churches in Hawaii. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? I here is a story that I enjoyed from Arkansas. They are one of several states, I think like 
nine and counting that has now passed a law saying you all public schools have to put signs that say in God we trust what the in a prominent fuck place. is going on it's, with that it's part of a push by the Christian that right is the called Project Blitz wildest thing I have ever they, heard their belief is if you can do this sort of innocuous stuff like getting uh, ceremonial versions of God into public places like schools and city councils. Uh-huh. So schools have to put in God we trust signs everywhere and invocations have to be okay at city council meetings. If you can do that, you can push for the more hardcore stuff down the road. It's like a multi-pronged approach to getting Jesus into the so government. Do you, okay, here's my question. Yeah. And always my question about things like this. Are all of the people pushing for this aware of that as their end goal or no i don't know that they know that this project is happening okay but what happens is the people pushing for various versions of this like the in god we trust signs there are groups that are just focused on that okay and they kind of make their pitch to various places and saying like this is what we want to do this Uh is what we want to say um and then people fall for it all you need is one or two christian people who go to the city council or the counselors themselves who are willing to make this pitch and you'll get it done in a lot of places. So anyway, in Arkansas, they passed the law. I mean, uh-huh. governor signed the bill that this is now in public schools. And so here's what the law says. The law says you have to put in God we trust those words in a prominent place. You also have to include the U.S. flag and the Arkansas state flag. Okay, okay. so that's what the law says. So American Atheists, the organization... Uh, Nick Fish, who is their project, uh, their national program director, went down to this uh, city council meeting, rather the Bentonville School District board meeting, and said, well, since the law says you got to say in God we trust and have the two flags, our organization wants to donate a thousand posters to your district free of charge that basically say in God we trust, Uh but it puts it in context. So the actual poster that they donated says... In 1956, at the height of the Cold War, Congress passed a law declaring, in God we trust, the national motto of the United States in order to distinguish the United States from the Soviet Union. That's the little print at the Uh top. Then it goes on in larger font. This replaced the traditional motto of the United States, first adopted by Congress in 1782, large letters, E E pluribus unum, unum, Latin for out of many, one. U.S. flag, Arkansas flag. This is sponsored by I'm American I'm looking Atheist. at this right now. It's this a, is... It's a beautiful poster. So basically, this poster is a giant thing that says E Pluribus Unum, but it does have the words in God we trust on it. It's prominent. And it would be prominent. It's a little larger font than the rest of the other stuff. But that's, E Pluribus Unum is the largest font. So anyway, they so fulfilled they the obligation. So they going to work, right? We're <laughs> definitely seeing these... Wall to wall, right? The beautiful part of this is like they followed the law. They're making the donations. Schools don't have to pay anything for this. So Uh what did the Bentonville school district say? They They burnt the school down instead of (laughs) trying to hang those instead of hanging those up. Yeah. So of course they rejected the posters. But here's what they said in their rejection. The Bentonville schools released a statement saying our schools should not serve as the backdrop for political agendas regardless of the viewpoint. Okay. This is some sort of political agenda by the atheist. My question is, what do you think in God we trust is? No, it's not political, Hannah. <laughs> Don't be crazy. Like, in saying Religion in God we trust, political. the conservative Christians who want this motto in the schools, specifically, we know why they want it. It's to push religion. What? Like, the pseudo-patriotism the bullshit. I know. 
Like, that is a political agenda. How do you not realize that? And to say that, oh, these atheists are coming in with their agenda, but we don't do agendas in this school Well, district. it's only agenda if it disagrees with me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the bullshit part of their Jesus. statement that is infuriating. Um, yeah, that's and what's annoying. I'm really and by glad the way, Arkansas the, is, is focusing on this. They didn't even pretend in Arkansas to do this for the sake of patriotism. The legislator, the Republican who actually sponsored that bill even said in an interview, the sign is all about, quote, acknowledgement of God in public life. He didn't say, no, we want to make sure kids realize, you know, we're all one America, whatever. Right. He didn't say that. He said, no, it's about Jesus, basically. <laughs> like, I that is an agenda. Subtle. Come on. Yikes. Um, hey, guess what? What? Promoting the HPV vaccine does not lead to more teen sex. What? I know. It's almost like sex education is good for people. Uh, let's not cross a line, Hammond. <laughs> Don't say things you can't take back. Um, so the um, so there's a va- I'm sure people know about this, but there's a vaccine called um, it's for HPV, which is um, a leading. Co- it's a virus that tends to cause oh, fuck cervical cancer. I want to say that cervical cancer. Um, I'm brown. I'm a doctor. There w- <laughs> you went to six months Shut of medical up. school. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they created a vaccine for it um, for young girls for a while. I think that came around in like tw- 2006, um, and then boys a few years afterward. And a lot there was a lot of pushback because because te- technically HPV is a sexually transmitted virus. So if you only need the vaccine if you're having sex, right? And so these people were like, "Well, my six year old daughter is never going to have sex, so I'm <laughs> definitely not going to prevent her against this thing that could be fatal." Because she definitely won't have sex. Uh-huh. It is the wildest flip flopperoo of logic. Because it's not even coming from like an anti vax standpoint, which. It's a morality it's thing. It's a morality <laughs> thing. Um, so there's been a study. As if if you get the HPV vaccine, you're basically admitting your sluttiness, whoever right. you are. Right. I mean, it's the same things like, oh, if you tell kids what sex is, they'll have sex. Like, yeah. So they're, the ones who are going to have it are going to have right. it regardless of whether you tell them about it or and, not. And the so thing about be the, safe. the HPV vaccine, and this is off the top of my head, I didn't see this written down, but I'm 85% sure this is true, is that you're supposed to get it before you're sexually active. Okay. So it's not like, oh, I'm 30 and married or I'm 18 and have had sex. I want to get this to protect myself. Like I have to have had it before I'm... Okay. I'm not sure exactly why or if that's just how they recommend it. That's just a thing. Or they want to make sure you get it before you before, have sex. Before the risk, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, there's a study by the... Um, it was released in the Journal of Pediatrics, and it compared uh, the District of Columbia and 23 U.S. states that passed legislation to promote the vaccine for uh, human papillomavirus um, versus states with no policies. So researchers an- analyzed the results of a multi-year survey conducted by the CDC and... Uh, CDC to determine whether teens living in states with pro-HPV vaccine policies had more sex. Guess what? They super didn't. Quote, concern that the legislation would increase risky adolescent sexual behavior should not be used when deciding to pass HPV re- legislation, the study said. Still, half, the US, half of U.S. Um, states have not uh, implemented policies to promote the, promote the vaccine. Um, which scientific research shows can effectively prevent cancers caused by HPV. So everyone's having sex. A lot of people are not protected from this particular virus. Yeah, basically. It's um, it's just... 
like shit like this I, I find really um I guess disappointing is the is the best word of youth it, 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 these people seem to frame it that it is a greater moral failing. It's worse to have a quote unquote moral failing of having sex and not even, this isn't premarital sex. This isn't, this is just, if you have sex with somebody and they have this virus, you can get this virus. So this isn't a slutty thing. Like what it's like any STD. Um, so if you have, they think it's a greater, greater crisis to have a moral failing of having sex than, it is to get cervical cancer or get this virus mm-hmm. that has been shown to cause cervical I'd cancer. I'd rather leave you risky because that's the moral thing to yeah, do. Yeah, and it you, like. it's, it's really... How much do you have to hate your kids to say, like, what your decisions, like, you're just... It's an, not- I mean, it's an extension of the rhetoric that we've been hearing for all of, like, civilization of a woman's, uh, a woman's virginity is so valuable that people would rather see their daughters murdered than than have premarital sex. Like this is a just an extension of of this mindset that we've had that a woman's only value is her purity and her virginity. Well, it's the same people that want to shut down like planned parenthood right. even though it may be the best healthcare option not just for abortions. I mean right. just that's the healthcare option a lot of women use. They don't care. It's, We'd rather shut it down because yeah. they do something we don't like just because there's a few people who might be having promiscuous sex or whatever, and they think it's their business, they don't want any girls to have access it's, to this vaccine. It's just like... The, they don't want their own daughters. Yeah. Like, the, the, again, it, my kid's a baby, but it's like, I don't want to think about it. No. But I'm not stupid enough to say like, well, not going to happen. Therefore, let's yeah. never talk about it. Let's never protect you. Why, let's, why would let's I pretend wanna, it doesn't exist. And that why would I ever want to teach well. you about condoms ever? It's because just, you would never need to know that. It's just, it's so disappointing. And it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. And it's just tired. Like I'm tired of being the sum of my parts. I'm, I'm tired of whether or not I'm having sex to be the most important p- part of like my person. <laughs> Here, This may be the flip side of that story. This may be the favorite thing I've read all week. So, this is a series of several blog posts written by a woman named Claire Dalton. She is 21 or was recently 21. Oh, no. And basically, is she this the said, girl who, oh, her oh book wait is for like it, wait for alt it. Alt girls or something like no, that? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to find her. Um, so, anyway, this girl, uh, this woman, wrote a series of posts basically saying she was dating her, the love of her life for four years. They were engaged to be married for six months, they were a week away from their wedding. Then she saw his phone, started browsing through it, and realized he had been looking at some adult website. <gasps> no! And I quote, oh God. three words on his search bar that changed my entire view. I don't know what the three words are. Oh, she doesn't tell us? She didn't tell us. Is it? But it's probably. <laughs> Is it straight vanilla porn? Yeah. That's, That's too joke. far. Three words that concluded... <laughs> you don't laugh enough at my good jokes. It was a good joke. Thank you. Three words that concluded he'd been searching for pornography possibly just hours ago. My entire demeanor must have changed in the brief second when I read those words because he asked me what was wrong. I asked him why those words were typed into his search bar and I looked at him with pleading eyes hoping there was some <laughs> logical explanation. Spoiler. I exited, he was it? I exited out of that window on his phone only to find multiple windows open of sick and twisted ideas of what women supposedly look like. I felt sick to my stomach. Oh, my God. So the guy makes up some lie like, oh, it must have been my brother. 
and then she leaves. And then he calls her up to say, it's me. <gasps> I have a problem. Oh, he's so brave. Because n- any amount of porn is now addiction in these people's mm-hmm. minds. By the way, they're Mormon. I don't know if that was relevant. or oh. Anyway. So he calls her and says he has a problem. So she goes back like, the phone fell out of my hands this is so and dramatic. hung up I'm before I this. had a chance to say much more. I wanted to scream. I wanted to cry. I wanted to kick and punch the wall. But in that moment, I felt paralyzed. I had a sudden frightening sensation of someone grasping at my neck as if someone or something was attempting to suffocate me to my death. Oh, yikes on bikes. Dude. So anyway, not only does she call off the wedding... One week to go? One week to go. She, she said she called every single one of the 300 guests to explain why it had to You're be called You're fucking off. lying. Because See, that's her king. Her. She found her king. Good for her. <laughs> she, <laughs> Telling her great aunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to hear those recorded conversations. <laughs> God, have you ever heard of something more dramatic My than this? My fiance was looking up MILF porn, and that's why we can't get married, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god my favorite comment my favorite comment in all of this one commenter said he saw porn she canceled their wedding one of these is a massive overreaction <laughs> hint not his and here's the thing let's get this out of the way there is porn that is degrading and there is porn that is no, whatever like we're not we're not talking about no. that we don't know what he saw we don't know what he was looking at there is no nuance in her view of any of this oh my god her thinking is generalized to say if he was looking at anything what pornographic if it was gay porn do you think that's even it? if no she didn't make it sound that way no she no. said it was women she said it was this warped vision of what women are as if oh yeah she did say that as if oh it's probably two women you're probably to, like that too hot blonde lesbians yeah yeah and so she's like that's what you think all women are like like it's fantasy yeah. it's not the same whatever and by the way if that's her deal breaker fine yeah. i am not judging her for not liking it I think she is very ignorant about yeah. what's out there and what men do but okay if that's her deal breaker fine it's been four years. This is a conversation you Wait. should have had with your with your guy early on in the relationship. Oh, oh I see. I, mean, I thought this happened four years ago and she's no, no, still no. upset. It's like if you don't want to have kids, but you're in a long-term relationship, you should probably figure that shit uh, out Yeah, yeah, Let's get on. on the same page yeah, for things like that. This is like a deal breaker for you. But I, again, at least she didn't give the guy's name, like further shaming the guy, but she makes it sound like he did something oh, horrible. Don't you so want to know the what, the, what the search was? Uh, I would give anything. I, you to know, know what I'm more curious about? I'm curious about what he's thinking now, because I really want to know if this guy's like I dodged a bullet. I was just about to say he definitely if, dodged a bullet. Or if he's like I can't believe I did something wrong. I want to know if he's thinking that. Uh, and by the way, even on her own website, not the one where it got republished and then went viral, but on her personal website, a Mormon bishop, former Mormon bishop, chimed in to say almost every male 15 to 50 that I interviewed or counseled as an LDS bishop has looked at porn and masturbated to it from time to time. And then he said, I can almost guarantee you will not find an LDS young man who one would consider a good catch for marriage, even by the most minimum standards, yeah. who doesn't watch it. But and by, by all the way, means, call uh, all of their family and tell them their <laughs> vanilla porn watching habits. Hey, fiance's mother, let me tell you like why I'm not marrying your son. Jesus, can Dude. you imagine? And by the way, 2009, there was a study that came out somewhere, I don't remember the specifics, that said Utah was number one in online porn subscriptions, which is, one, <laughs> adorable. <laughs> they get subscriptions in Utah. 
But two, you totally knew that was coming. The most religious states in the country are like always, the biggest porn always, watchers. Always. Oh, that's amazing. Um, by, by the way, she responded to all the... Because her first post about this went up on her personal website like more than a month ago. It got republished on another site like maybe a week ago. Uh-huh. She's had time to see the criticisms because everyone's like, what the hell is wrong with She's you? like, no, I fucking nailed this. She did. That is yeah, basically her response because she is still under the assumption that anyone who watches porn is doing something wrong, that all porn by definition must be degrading and bad for women and whatever. There is no room for nuance in this. And that's where my criticism is. Like you don't, you didn't tell us what he was watching as if, there's a different type of... Tell us what was going on. Yeah, I mean, if way, you're watching snuff videos, and like, yeah, let's right? have a conversation let's about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Maybe see a counselor then or something. <laughs> but like, the guy's fantasizing. He doesn't even need porn for that. He might be just thinking it, and she would have a problem with no, that too. men don't have impure thoughts. Anyway. I know. Not so, Mormon, man. Again, the response generally has been like, dude, the guy got lucky. Okay, here's the thing. This happened before you got married. Right. Better that than like three years into the marriage and three kids into the marriage or something. Right. So I but I definitely agree she overacted. And I definitely agree that this is something they should have discussed quite some time ago. But man, if if that is her line in the sand, if her line in the sand is no porn, period, then like fine get the fuck out of there like if that's if that's a a breaking point for you then by all means maybe don't call his family (laughs) that's not cool (laughs) but yeah anyway um when you started to bring this up i thought you were talking about this article that i read about or not article um there's a woman who wrote a book called all the cool girls are anarchists and she's like a former like blue-haired roller derby girl and now she's like really into femininity femininity and traditional gender okay. roles. And she has some, her name is Sarah Jean Gosney, and she has some really top drawer uh, opinions. I'm just going to read a couple of her tweets okay. that came to my attention that just made me laugh a whole lot. Men and women are both vitally important to the health of a relationship, and no one is superior to the other. However, one must lead the dance, and that is the man. <laughs> I like the however. Yeah. The, uh, the way this plays out in reality is that the couple... This is great, Heaven. I'm very excited to give you this marriage-saving advice. Yeah, Yeah. The way this plays out in reality is that the couple rarely fights and are on the same page about almost everything. (laughs) If there's any sort of disagreement, the man explains where he's coming from, and then they agree. (laughs) It's it's extremely rare rare that the man has to put his foot down. In a traditional relationship (laughs) where the man leads and the woman follows, both are still equally important. Both have power and say what happens in the relationship. But. However, uh-huh. <laughs> the man ultimately makes the final decision. Are you ready? <laughs> this is my favorite part. Women from healthy homes aren't afraid of male leadership. We understand that most men are good and want to lead and provide when given respect and opportunity. So. Man. Yeah, she's cool. Anyway, <laughs> her <laughs> some of the um, reviews of her garbage book are... Very funny. They're literally oh, just I like can imagine. dribble. Um, so anyway, this gal's cool and healthy and <laughs> really... Wait, is she married? Yeah. Okay. I think. I'm really curious how that relationship is going. Oh, well. I don't know. You can read her book and find out. I mean, I feel like... Women from healthy homes aren't afraid of male leadership. Yeah, well. So... It's in a book, so Sorry, it must be mom. True. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that line tonight. We'll see how it works. Oh, Yeah. 
<laughs> give her my number in case she needs to in, she, in case she needs to like me to explain where you're yeah. coming from. No, there's no explanation. Well, it's needed. really weird that men have I'm to right, put their foot therefore, down. Therefore, we're good. I like explain that she's right, and then they agree. <laughs> like, <laughs> really... Man, she hasn't had a real argument. No, 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 okay. no. Uh, you're not gonna believe this. There is a. Are you sure? I know there is a church in Kentucky that handles snakes in their church. We've you've heard about them. They have shows on the. Did somebody the, else die. Uh, no, no one died this time. But the family, the last name is C-O-O-T-S, Coots. They, they had like a, their TV show, Snake Salvation, on one of those Duck Dynasty networks. Um, the guy, the patriarch of that family, the one best known on the TV show and whatever, he did die of a snake bite. Is he also one who lost one of his fingies? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but okay. I don't know. His son is uh, Cody Cody Coots, he's now the head of the church because his daddy died of a snake bite. Okay, I'm Guess sorry. What? Yeah, I know. If his I name wrote is Cody a story Coots. about a <laughs> guy from Kentucky named Cody Coots, I would get edits back like, can you not with this? Guess what happened to Cody Coots? Oh. You're not going to guess ever. I will give you one guess to be wrong because you're oh. going to be wrong. Oh, uh, he saw God and now he's Jesus. Nope, nope. Uh, what? Try again, what? try again. Uh, got bit by a snake. Yes, he got what? bit by a snake. Uh, he... <laughs> No, I, they got it sucks. on camera because someone was trying to document what the hell's going on in this family. This sucks so yeah. bad because I so deeply want to make fun of their terrible, terrible decision makings. But like, but I don't want anyone to die. I know he's. And by the way, the documentary sees him like, uh, what's the word? He's he's gonna fall, but two guys are holding him up because he has a bloody chest because the blood's leaking everywhere. Wait, where did the? Uh, it bit him in his neck, but the blood's going. Me. Yeah. Now, by the way. The dad made it very clear, don't ever take me to a hospital on that case. God will heal me. Guess what? God didn't heal him. Oops. At least in Cody's case, the two, like two guys in the hospital uh, whisked him away to a hospital, and he survived. And Yahoo News uh, that reported on this said he's reportedly reevaluating his life after the incident. Why? Which at least sounds good until you realize that in 2014, when his dad died, he said the exact same thing that he's reevaluating his life. Oh, he said well, he was he having. A, he said he, he was just, having a crisis of faith. Yeah, he reevaluated and, he went back and to the church, and now he's got bit by a snake, and now he's reevaluating his life again. And guess what? I know how this story ends. He's going to end back up in the church. He <sighs> will get bit by a snake. He will die of this. I don't want it's going to happen. Also, I think calling it now. I think anti-venoms are really expensive because they're really hard to get by. So it just also feels like a, it a waste if of resources. If you're a church that does this, you got to keep that around. Anti-venom, is that what it is? It's I don't know. That's got to exist. It's a thing. Oh, <sighs> Guys. Seriously, God's sending you a message. Yeah. Just yeah, get away from the snakes. Yeah, the whole thing is like if your faith is strong enough, the snake won't bite you? Some, I think, that and then the snake bites them. Like they're like, "There was a bad snake." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a god snake. It was a devil snake. Clearly. <laughs> God, guys. Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. I need to correct this because a commenter corrected me on it and I screwed it up again. Oh, no. Uh, snakes are not poisonous. If I said they were poisonous, they are venomous, venomous because venomous means it's injected. Yes. Poison sorry. is. Sorry. You... you don't bite a snake and then get poisoned. Are people really correcting you over that? I yeah. have commenters. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. It's just pedantic. Listen, if you donate on Patreon, you can say whatever the hell you want. Well, let's I'm okay not give them that it. free, right? It happens anyway. Yeah, as well. That's true. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I was going to talk about Rose McGowan being the worst. I don't really feel like uh, like she. Well, 
Rose McGowan, who's one of the leaders of the Me, uh, Too. Me Too movement, she was um, a victim of Harvey Weinstein. Um, one of her friends and fellow accuser, Asia Argento. Yeah, she was accused what? of raping an underage boy. Correct. Herself. When he and was paying seven- him for it. Well, to shut up. Yeah. So he was 17. She was 37. She was playing his son in a movie. Yikes. He was playing her son in a movie. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't care what Whatever. I said. Um, he, his name was uh, Jimmy Bennett. He asked for $3.5 million in damages. They paid him 380000 She denies it, says she never had a sexual relationship with him. So, like, all of this fucking sucks. The okay, fact but I that read a, this. She posted an Instagram picture after they were done together. Yeah, yeah, without, of them in bed. Without saying as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what it was. But she says she's never had a sexual relationship with him. My favorite part about that whole story, the New York Times that published this story said, someone sent us, like, the bank receipt. Someone sent us the documents under encrypted, encrypted uh, uh-huh. ways. We don't know who sent it to us, but we followed up on it and, and... got to the story. I wonder who sent that. Is it like Harvey Weinstein trying to get back at her? Well, there was, what? and I, this article I pulled this from, of course, Weinstein's lawyer was like, see? <laughs> Basically. Um, this sucks. It sucks that a victim So go back to Rose McDowell. Uh, uh, Rose Why was she um, the bad one in this? What did she do? So, yeah. So, like, obviously, um, Argento is a bad guy here, and I hope she um, faces, you know, repercussions for her actions. McGowan, who, oh God, um, so she said, I got to know Asia Argento 10 months ago. Our commonality, this is a tweet, our commonality is the shared pain of being assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. My heart is broken. I'll continue my work on behalf of victims everywhere. A good tweet. Then she said, mm-hmm. none of us know the truth of the situation, and I'm sure more will be revealed. Be gentle. And Jesus fucking Christ, Rose. <laughs> Like, like fucking seriously with this bullshit? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, the whole thing about the Me Too movement is to believe victims. And, like, it's just, it's deeply disappointing and disgusting. And I'm uh, not just, like, how could, like, how fucking could she and there was another story this week too right of like a professor somewhere who seduced her college intern person oh i hadn't so it's power dynamics but with the gender roles reversed yeah and the question was like well that's pretty serious too right and the answer was yes yes it's not okay but the question is will the whole me too crowd say that's wrong too and of course they are but there's people who are I mean, they're like it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, and that's that's fucking garbage. Like the power dynamics thing, I would argue is as big or bigger than than uh, gender. But anyway, it was just it just sucks. It sucks. It's disappointing. Everything's the worst. Um, oh, the uh, I guess this isn't a huge story, but I just got the push alert while I was doing research that yes. um, Thomas, I think it's Frieden, F R I E D E N, who is the former director of the CDC, mm-hmm. was arrested in New York City today. So today's the 20, uh, 24th. Oh, it's okay. my cousin's birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Mikey. Birthday. He does not listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he is arrested in New York uh, on charge. That, that was also a really do? fun place for me to shove in my husband's birthday. It was in the middle of me saying that <laughs> the former arrested. head of the CDC got arrested on charges of sexual abuse. Oh, no. What am I doing with my life? Um, he turned himself in. Apparently, the he was CDC director under who? 
Uh, Obama. Yeah. Huh. 2009, Obama appointed him as director of CDC. Um, he stepped down in 2017. I didn't dig into why. No. I assume wow. he's... What I, anyway, uh, a 55-year-old woman filed a complaint against him in July, accusing him of grabbing her buttocks against... Of, of her buttocks against her will last October at his apartment in Brooklyn Heights. Yikes. So, anyway, people just are all the worst... That they are. Yeah. Do you have... I do want to say one more thing, which is that I am going to be in Portland next Friday, the 31st, uh, for a conversation for the Unbelievable podcast with host Justin Brierley. It's in front of a crowd. It's just outside of Portland, I believe. And we'll have that information on the website. It's free of charge. It'll be myself and Christian apologist Sean McDowell. Mm -hmm. It'll be an interesting conversation. It's not a debate. But uh, if anyone is in the Portland area and you want to come, come on by. We'll post the information. This is, this is Portland, Oregon, right? Portland, Oregon. So I hope you can be there. And then I want to also thank some of our uh, Patreon donors who have been so generous with their support. So big thank yous to Ross M., Mitchell H., Kirby S., Kevin B., Noel M., Cassie B., and Paco A. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it. Is Kevin B. my brother? Yes, he is. Wait, really? No, I have no idea. Oh. But thank you, Kevin B. I didn't write down the full last name, so I don't think it's your brother. I don't think he subscribes. Anyway, um, so we've got some listener mail. Uh, This came in a form of a tweet, which is a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought it was a really interesting one. So um, it's from, God, I've been really playing with how I'm going to say this. Pepigen? Um, P-E-P-I-J-N He's, He or she is at P-K-T-J-E um, Says hi Blueberry and haven't met her That's us on Twitter Question for the podcast While Donald Trump is clearly trying to run a Quote Christian presidency Do you think he'll be remembered Or negatively framed by his future former allies In the U.S. as the first atheist or non-religious president Man So I think it's a really interesting question Yeah and I guess if you want to frame this Like he says he's all for Christianity. The Christian right loves him. He says he's Christian now, whatever that means to him, but yeah. he says he is. And But on the flip side, he's also someone who, let's face it, he doesn't read the Bible. No. He's not religious in any meaningful way. No one thinks he seriously prays at night. But isn't that treading to no to true Christian territory? Yes, it does. So like, if he says he's Christian, we should remember him as a Christian. I'm yeah. more than happy to let them have this guy. Yeah, I'm not going to fight for him. The same thing. If there's nothing about him remotely atheist, other than he, I don't think he's seriously religious. But again, if uh, so, will they try to peg him as an atheist? Maybe after this is all said and done and he is living in infamy somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably say, well, he wasn't truly religious like he said he was. Right. But the fact is, he says he's religious, he has the support of the religious, and mm-hmm. they love him. They're the only people who really love him more than anyone else. If I had to wager a guess, I bet, and God, not to do the very frequently used Hitler parallel, but uh-huh. I think it is going to be similar to how people discuss Hitler's religion because everything he did was to push a Christian agenda. He you know, made people swear to God. He, he, he quoted the Bible in justification. The Bible all the time. But frequently people are like, well, he was definitely an atheist because of whatever reason. So yeah. I think it's going to... Or he wasn't a true Christian wasn't or whatever. a true Christian. I think it's going to be a point of... Because cont- the thing is... Okay, here's the thing. I don't think he's a Christian. 
I also don't think his immorality is linked to his Christianity or atheism. Yeah. I think that those are... I, I think I, he I doesn't think, think about um, any of this. No, no, That's no. no. He absolutely he, does he's not. He's just apathetic to all of it. But don't forget ever that he has sided with Christians and relied on their support for his own right. success. During and the entire campaign and then some. He knew that if I want to sell this bullshit to people, right. I need those Christians on my side because they're the only ones dumb enough to believe any of right. this. Not saying all Christians are dumb. I'm saying like those are the people who will sell it to their people because right. they want power. I will give it to them as long as... What do, what do they want me to do? Just say the word Jesus every now and then? All right, right, fine. I'll make that deal with them. He couldn't get away with that if he was saying that to progressive Christians. He couldn't get away with that if he was working with any atheist group. And he's yeah. not. He's actively opposing people like us. Yeah. And and to frame this, this kind of question in a larger historical sense, I think we we won't say this is our first quote-unquote atheist president unless we have a president like a Bernie Sanders who says, I am secular or whatever. Yeah. Who, who doesn't even say it himself. He's, r- God is everywhere. I, my God is my faith. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, okay. He so, gives a and, nebulous unless, definition. Unless we have like an out atheist, yeah. quote-unquote. And by because, the way, everyone want to say Obama was an atheist too, even though he at least had a record and, of but playing also, the Christian game. But if we're going to frame it by like sort of like, oh, we kind of wink-wink, he's probably not Christian as far as Trump goes. There have been presidents like that before. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson famously yeah. was at most a deist, if not an atheist. Like, it's as long as we've had a country, we've had non-religious leaders. However openly. much, they, however, openly yeah. atheist is and however question. much they need to. So, so no, Trump won't be an openly atheist because he's never said he's an atheist, and like you don't get to just assign that to somebody because you think he's doing Christian bad. Right. right. Um, now so. that doesn't mean they're not going to say it. Correct. But they will have no legitimate basis on which to say it. Right. Not being religious or not thinking about religion doesn't make you an atheist. It makes you apathetic. Uh-huh. You don't you don't get a label. No. Yeah, you don't get <laughs> you get asshole as your label. Yeah. Um cool. And that's, that's all, all I got. That's all I have too. All right. Uh where do we find you? Uh Blueberry, B L U E B U R I E on Twitter, um on Instagram, B L U E B U R Y. Look at you. Uh, I like posted two things on Instagram and I maybe might get into that again. Um, <laughs> how about you? Uh, I'm Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to friendlyatheist.com and read the stuff and share it. Yeah. And go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. Please do. Go on iTunes, re- review, dis- rescribe. We'll, we'll just give Rescribe? you... De- Prescribe? Whatever. We'll Describe? Gi- we'll just give you 30 seconds of dead space here Subscribe. so you could do that while still thinking you're listening <laughs> to the podcast. Okay, we'll, we'll see you guys next go. week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.